This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1783. Time for marriage? Ask these three questions first. By Tonya Lester of tonyalester.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to ORD. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. Grateful to have you here over the weekend. Now, today I'm going to be sharing a really terrific post with you, courtesy of Tonya Lester. She'll be providing some great self-reflection questions, which I am always a sucker for. So listen closely, we're going to get into this article now and optimize your life. Time for marriage? Ask these three questions first. By Tonya Lester of tonyalester.com. When I was a teenager, I learned that three other men, in addition to my dad, had proposed to my mom. She turned them down. At the time, this was a real surprise to me. Multiple marriage proposals brought to mind Scarlett O'Hara, flirtatiously holding court on the front porch at Tara, not my straight-ahead mother. I imagine that my dad must have really swept her off her feet. One day I asked her, what made you say yes to dad? I was expecting a story of head-spinning romance. Instead, she said, well, I knew he was someone I could figure things out with. At the time, the answer fell flat. How boring. But now, many years into my own marriage, and having sat courtside to many marriages in my work as a couples therapist, I see that her answer was profound. Life is essentially one long problem-solving exercise, so the person you choose to partner with better be someone who can help you figure things out. Here are three questions to ask yourself before you decide if you want to spend the rest of your life figuring things out with this person. Number one. Is the person's happiness and growth as important to me as my own? And is the opposite also true? As much progress as has been made around gender roles and expectations in recent years, it is still true that women are typically socialized to put everyone else's happiness above their own. At the same time, men are taught that as long as they fulfill their role as the provider, everything else will fall into place. The cracks in this particular arrangement often don't show until years in with one person seething and the other bewildered, both feeling like the wronged party because they had held up their end of the bargain. We are each responsible for our own happiness and growth, both personally and professionally. Blaming your partner that you never reached your potential professionally or had the life that you'd hoped for? That's an excuse. That said, the best partner on the marriage journey is someone who is invested in your success and happiness, and you in theirs. This requires a lot more talking and compromise than a marriage following the old gender norms did. But this new paradigm leads to a dynamic, connected, and fulfilling relationship. Number two, do we share expectations about what our life together will be? This is an obvious one, but it is shocking how often big issues, often around money, family, and intimacy, are ignored until after life commitments have been made. When we're first falling in love, we focus and delight in what we have in common. Differences recede into the background and they're minimized. Once we get to know each other better, the differences surge forward, demanding to be dealt with. What do you expect your life and relationship to look like in five years? How about ten? If you had envisioned moving closer to family after having kids, but your spouse swears she will die in the city you live in now, what are you going to do about that? Is being in a relationship with this person worth it to you to make this compromise? If so, what are the two of you going to do as a couple to make this work for both of you? 
What will you get in return? Marriages are built on these agreements. If you and your partner are feeling stuck around these issues, couples counseling can help enormously. And number three, really, is this someone I can figure things out with? People who scream, throw and break things, hit or push, give the silent treatment, drink too much, withhold love and intimacy if they don't get what they want, disappear unexpectedly or break commitments, are not the people you can figure things out with. They are people who cannot manage themselves and are not good problem solvers. Oftentimes, a partner who engages in this type of behavior is dealing with unresolved trauma or underlying emotional health issues and can absolutely change with the right therapy and support. That said, as adults, we are responsible for our own behavior, all of it, regardless of our childhoods or past hurts. Trying to build a life with someone who has not learned to manage and take responsibility for their behavior is like buying a car knowing its brakes only work intermittently. You want a fully functioning car. Marriage to the right person can immeasurably enrich your life. Most of us want to partner up and face life's challenges with a great person by our side. But if you can't answer today's questions affirmatively, the institution will feel like an albatross, not a support. Choose wisely. You just listened to the post titled, Time for Marriage? Ask These Three Questions First, by Tonya Lester of TonyaLester.com. And a big thank you to Tonya for this post, equipped with some great parameters to follow if you are considering marriage. To me, however, her third question sort of becomes part of the second question. They're, they're, they're one and the same. And this is because... Oftentimes, our desires and expectations surrounding big life topics do change. We might be in agreement with our partners about something before marriage and have talked it through extensively, but that doesn't mean these feelings can't change with time uh, and, you know, as new variables come into play. So, really, I think you're always figuring things out with your partner. And I've always felt as though that's what the true commitment in marriage should be based on. It's not, are we committed to this vision we have? But are we committed to communicate and work through any changes that might come up for us over time? Maybe that should be the vision to commit to. This is how a marriage stays amicable and, if necessary, ends amicably. An awareness of one another is shared, so any major shifts are received bit by bit over time and worked with accordingly. There are no surprises or big betrayals if we're honest about the small changes taking part in us as they happen. Now, it's not necessarily easy, uh, you know, this level of self-awareness and the ability to express it, but it is of vital importance and certainly a means of keeping up with one another that couples counseling can help with if necessary. So that'll do it for today, everybody. I hope you took something from this post. Honestly, even if you're already married, I feel like no matter where you are in your journey, even if you're single, this article can be extremely helpful. So think about how it applies to you, get out of here and enjoy your Saturday, and I'll look forward to speaking with you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.